Hello, everyone, and welcome to I'll Tell You a Tale, the podcast where you get to listen to sci-fi and fantasy novels as they are being written. If you are new around here, welcome, welcome. I hope you enjoy. If you are not new around here, you may notice some things are a little different, and I want to break down some of what has changed in our podcast. For one thing, you're going to notice the podcast feed has been cleaned up. That is because I hopefully sound a lot better now. I have new microphone, new podcasting setup. I want to sort of standardize a quality level of audio through the old podcast episodes. So no more short stories on this podcast feed. They are being moved somewhere else. The only thing that's going to be on this public podcast feed is going to be the novel episodes. So currently working on three books. They are going to be released chapter by chapter on this. You guys have a chance to interact with them as they are being created. Those books are working titles for all three, but Beer Mage, Space and Sorcery, and A Tale of Terrible People. We're going to start off this first launch of the podcast doing an episode on Monday and an episode on Friday. That is going to continue for three weeks. We already have three weeks recorded out. You're going to get to hear on uh, every Monday for the next three weeks a chapter from A Tale of Terrible People, and on Friday you'll get to hear a chapter from Space and Sorcery. From there, I've got a bunch of more chapters written. We're going to see how that flow works out. Also, at the end of those three weeks, I did have three episodes of beer mage already posted those are going to be released at the end of that three-week period all together in a chunk so it's not going to eat up any of our time for scheduling the other thing i wanted to announce is our patreon if you like this podcast and you want to support us more you can join us on our patreon We currently have three tiers. If you don't have a lot of money, but you still want to chip in, you can become a patron for only a dollar, and you will get access to our Discord. On that Discord, we're going to be doing things like a book club. You'll be able to talk directly to me. I'll pretty much always have Discord open on my computer while I'm recording, uh, whether it be for my actual job, which is recording audiobooks or editing the podcast. I'll pretty much be there. You have... A whole bunch of access. We're going to be doing some community events and things like that in the future. But if you want to support us even more, you can join us as a $5 patron. That will get you access to the Discord as well, as well as access to our Patreon-specific podcast episodes. So right now on Patreon, those six episodes that I said are going to be releasing over the next three weeks, they are already up on our Patreon. You get to listen to those episodes right now, right away. No waiting. Instant gratification. Also, on that same podcast feed, that is where I'm going to be re-recording the short stories that were already written in a better audio quality, and they'll be going up there. Um, So you'll get bonus content from short stories from the past, and also any short stories that we write in the future will go up there. And you'll also get the regular podcast episodes put up there, straight story, none of this preamble stuff. You'll just get the very juicy, juicy story. And that'll go up whenever 
we will post them to Patreon first. So in this case, we have our these next three weeks lined out. Those six episodes are going up on Patreon. At the end of those three weeks, the next set of episodes are going to go up on Patreon first, and then they'll sort of be spaced out week by week on the normal podcast feed. But if you're a Patreon, boom, you have a chunk of content that you get to listen to at your own leisure, however you want to. And if you are insane and you want to uh, support us for $10 a month, you'll get access to all of those things before the Discord, the Patreon-specific episodes, and you'll also get access to a Google Drive folder which contains a written transcripts or not transcripts but the actual chapters themselves written for all three of those books all of the short stories you'll be able to leave comments on those documents if you want to further interact if you like to read along I will of course be reading all of those comments we'll take them into account as a bonus to that's so those are the three tiers as a bonus to that we're gonna thank our patrons on our normal podcast episodes we'll try and do like 10 I don't anticipate we'll get a whole bunch of people on there so as soon as we get over 10 we'll sort of start spacing things out but I'm going to try and thank 10 of you at the start of each episode and when the books are published because they will be published either through self-publishing or if anybody finds these and picks picks them up everyone who supported on Patreon at any point during the production process is going to get their name or their Patreon username Uh, We'll figure that out a little bit further down the road in the books, in a dedication. And we will go from there. We'll see how this thing works out. Those are the announcements. Those are the updates. Hopefully you're all caught up this week. This very right now, you're about to listen to our Monday episode of I'll Tell You a Tale, the first chapter of our Tale of Terrible People. I hope that you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week. A Tale of Terrible People Chapter 1 The Ilarian Empire is under attack. Though this is nothing new, It has been under attack from the very beginning of its existence. That driving force of conflict is what drew the nine city-states together. This constant threat has bred a hardy population, and this is true nowhere more than it is in Fort Argren. One of the six forts protecting the Empire's southern border, it's the only fort to boast a hardy civilian population. In fact, a small settlement has sprung up along the base of the fort's northern walls. It's where people who have nothing more than violence to offer go, when they have nowhere else to call home. It's where those who can't handle the strict discipline of the army find a place to draw steel and earn coins. And it's where our story begins. The Eldritch Inn sits squarely in the center of the civilian outpost, it serves only the harshest liquors and groggiest of ales. But those are popular drinks among off-duty soldiers and thirsty mercenaries. The inn is busy most nights, and lucrative. 
drunkards usually can't help but lighten their purses, and for miles around, there is no easier place to get drunk. Fights are almost guaranteed to break out, but the off-duty soldiers make sure nothing goes too far, or at least they try their best. It's a night like any other. Patrons are drinking heavily. A game of dice has sprouted in one of the room's corners. A barmaid bustles through the crowded tables, swatting away straying hands. A wood elf sits in another corner. He's new to town and obviously uncomfortable. The scent of so many people gathered in one place is overbearing. A heavy longbow sits unstrung against the wall beside him. A window near him has been opened, but it can only do so much to dissipate the stench. He watches the door, waiting, doing his best to zone out the noisy taproom. His name is Zan. His coppery skin shines with a light sheen of sweat as he watches people come and go from the inn. It's late in the night. He's expecting more soldiers to frequent the inn. So far as he can tell, there are none. In fact, the only other patron who looks able to hold their own in a fight is a large man hunched over a rapidly draining mug of heavy ale. The man has large curled ram's horns that twist back on themselves. Those and the leathery red skin of his face are enough for anyone to see his hellish ancestors. He drinks alone and does most nights, quietly waiting for a fight to start. He's not one to join the winning side of a bar brawl. Barakas craves the thrill of battle and the satisfying ache of bruises. Most in Fort Argren carry steel, though the blade on Barakas's back dwarfs most, if not all the swords carried by a soldier and civilian alike. He's not the only hell-spawn in the inn. Katrina, the owner of the inn, works the bar with the confidence and efficiency that comes with years of repetition. Her lovely face and elegant horns contradict the hardness of her eyes, the weathered calluses on her hands. Fort Argren is not the place for beauty bereft of brawn. The night passes by, and the crowd in the tavern continues to drink themselves closer and closer to oblivion, one mug at a time. A few patrons retire to their rooms and make room for new, aspiring drunkards. A man stumbles away from the dice game in the corner. His peers jeer at him as he calls it an early night. He's half the size of most of them. The liquor and dice have been quite unkind to him tonight. As he stumbles towards the door, a new group enters the inn. They are more rugged than the average group of stumbling drunks. The halfling man stumbles into them, or appears to stumble. His fingers are lighter than his empty purse. Though his eyes are lidded and his luck with dice is lacking, he leaves the inn richer than he came in. The night swallows him as he leaves. The men make their way to the bar and discover their freshly emptied purses. Their curses and growing discontentment is interrupted by a low chuckle. If you find the inn too expensive, I'm sure there are a few gutters you can drain on your ways home. 
Baracus's words provide more kindling to a fire that is quite hot already. Awful rude of you to make light of a stranger's misfortune. Are you drinking alone, friend? The apparent leader of the four speaks. I am, and it appears that I alone am drinking. His deeper voice carries through the bar and catches Zan's attention. As if a rehearsal had taken place earlier that very day, the four surround Baracus. Katrina has a full room tonight, or she might have noticed the gleam of promised violence in their eyes. Well then, friend, it looks like we can help each other. We can keep you company, and you can help us get drunk. The only way you can help me is by fucking off. A grin spreads across Baracus's face. He has a very wicked smile. Ah, but friend, we weren't asking. Unless you draw steel, you won't be funding your idiocy with my coin. And if you draw steel, more than one of us won't be walking out of here. You're drunker than I thought. There are four of us and only one of you. Baracus cocks his head to the side and closes one eye, confused. That's strange. I only count three of you. There is the beginning of laughter and some retort, but it's caught in the throat of the man speaking. Baracus's stool flies backwards as the tiefling rises to his feet in a flash of movement. The hard skull of his forehead smashes the man's nose into his face. Baracus lets out a roar of bloodlust and turns, leaping forwards and tackling another man to the ground. Zan watches with a bemused grin as Baracus and his victim tumble to the ground. The stranger is no stranger to tavern brawls. He braces his back on the ground, and Baracus's momentum carries him over the man. This move might work on other tavern brawlers as it seems to bring the stranger a moment of comfort, but Baracus is back on the man in a mere heartbeat. His fists rain down with the steady beat of a drummer. Zan's grin slips as he catches the glint of a steel dagger from one of the two men. He doesn't understand why, but he rises to his feet. The wiry muscles of his slender frame strain and bend his bow. He isn't quite quick enough. The dagger plunges in and out of Baracus's back. It's fully drawn back and traveling down again before Baracus notices. He shifts and it collides with his shoulder blade. It catches in the bone and then slips, sliding down his back, leaving a long, shallow cut. Baracus is fully aware of the danger now, but it's too late to react. The blade rises again, but an arrow appears in the man's shoulder and stops the dagger in its path towards Baracus. The dagger falls to the floor. The fourth man and the rest of the inn freeze. Two of the men's friends are lying flat on their backs, missing teeth. The third is staring down at the arrow in his shoulder. Bar fights are common, but rarely is steel drawn. Even rarer are bows fired. Zan cringes under the stares of the crowd. 
What in the holy platinum fuck? Standing in the doorway is a soldier, clearly identified by the uniform, accented with steel plates and a spiraling copper inlay. The copper marks the man as a low officer, and behind him are his three squad members. For a moment, it appears that the soldiers are just as much in shock as the rest of the tavern, but the officer speaks again. I'm supposed to be getting drunk and celebrating tonight. Who's the archer? The crowd all turn their gazes to Zan. Do you know the charge for attacking a soldier in uniform? There is silence. It's severe. Best unstring your bow. That thug with the arrow in his chest drew steel first, Arun. Katrina speaks up. Thank you, ma'am. I'm sure the whole story will come out. For now, you're all coming with me. Looks like our tank's going to be full tonight. Like hell, Barakas rises to his feet, but quickly stumbles forward and falls to his knees. The first stab wound is deep, and he can barely breathe now that the bloodlust has faded. You'll find a fight that kills you someday, the soldier called Arun responds. Don't let it be today. The same could be said for you, Barakas grunts under his breath. And it looks like you've just lost your healer privileges. And you, Archer, are you coming willingly? If you can guarantee a meeting with Duvrain, I will come. Arun's response is laughter, but when the ranger remains straight-faced, his head cocks to the side. You're serious? How do you even know he's at this fort? Zan is silent. I don't feel like pulling an arrow out of one of my friends or picking your teeth up off the floor. But you understand he's a general. I'm just a newly promoted sergeant. Again, the silence. I'll see what I can do. Zan braces his back and bends the bow enough to slip the string off the end. Arun nods. Thank you. Civilization prevails. Now, would you mind helping the man whose life you just saved to his feet? My squad can handle the rest of this barroom trash, but I'd like to get you two out of here. Preferably before you end up shooting anyone else. Zan snakes through the tables of the inn. Chairs slide out of his way as people scramble to clear a wide path for him. He reaches Barakas' side. If you touch me, I'll kill you. You should listen to the soldier. Let me take a look at that wound. Zan chuckles. Zan tries to move behind Barakas, but the tiefling jerks back and grabs Zan by the wrist. Quick as breathing, a finely made dagger appears at Barakas's chin. Is it today, then? Zan smirks. I think I like you. Barakas starts to laugh, but it's cut short by a fit of coughing. He lets go of Zan's wrist and puts a hand to his mouth. It comes away bloody. Fuck! Zan sheathes the dagger and moves behind Barakas. The wound is deep and pulses blood with every heartbeat. Zan closes his eyes. He focuses on the faint scent of the fresh breeze coming through the inn's open window. 
it guides his hand and his will as he extends both forward. Inside Barakis, something knits together. The bleeding stops. Shit and stone. That felt weird. Barakis takes a deep breath. He doesn't cough. He rises to his feet and extends a hand to Zan. Barakis. Zan. Zan takes the hand. Shall we go to prison? Thank you so much for listening to that episode of I'll Tell You a Tale. I have been your host and author, Nathan Westoff. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys want to stop by and follow us on Twitter, you can find us at ITYATale on Twitter.com. You can also check out our website at www.ityatale.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ityatale or send us an email at ityatale at gmail.com. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed producing it, and I will see you in the next episode.